Hey there, All Beer Inside listeners. Here's the audio from our newest YouTube episode. If you enjoyed this episode, or the show, please subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, the brand new TrendingTopicsNetwork.com, or many of the other listening avenues we are on for this podcast. We also kindly ask that you rate, review, subscribe, and leave comments to wherever you are getting this wonderful sound. Please enjoy. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to All Beer Inside. We are continuing our Syracuse adventure. Today we are in North Syracuse, New York, and joining me is David and Eric of Full Bore Craft Brewery. Hello. Hi. Thank you very much for hosting us today and speaking about your brewery, the beers, and uh, how the festival went the other week. So, our pleasure, technically. (laughs) Last night. Thanks for stopping in. So, guys, what's the beer story? What what brought you two together and create uh, Full Bore Brand? So we have been friends since 1999. We were working together actually at a bank just down the road, probably about a mile down the road. And uh, we were both into home brewing and barbecue. So a couple common themes, <laughs> yeah. became friends. Um, I don't know, we used to do competition barbecue as a hobby. Cool. I uh, did that for a couple years. And while we were doing that, Eric got into home brewing even more. So. You know, instead of doing the extract stuff like we were doing back in the 90s, he was, you know, whole grain and... Yeah, grain class yeah. type of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. real brewing. <laughs> yeah, so in, uh, I don't know what year it was, but we, we moved over from, when we first met, we did a lot of extract brewing, you know, just dumping mm-hmm. cans and... Yeah, and cows, they all taste so, exactly the same. Um, yeah, so after a while, you know, when <laughs> we, what I made. we started doing the, the barbecue competitions, I um, built myself a little... Uh, brewing system out of Gatorade coolers and uh, turkey fryers and things like that um, and started, went, went all grain and then we realized you know what we can um, we can control a little better the quality of what we're, what we're producing so um, started bringing the, those beers to our barbecue competitions and giving them away for free you know we bring three or four kegs mm-hmm. of, of beer yeah. to a barbecue competition yeah I mean the, the barbecue is just I mean both of them were hobbies but it yeah. was an ex- Reason to get out in the backyard and not have to do yeah. chores and yeah. listen to my wife. <laughs> you can edit that part out. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I know. We got a friend who's gotten into like, he's hardcore, like crazy smoker. He got himself like one of those Komodos and stuff. Yeah. And it's like, he was never into this. And all of a sudden it's just, it exploded. Like there's something about barbecue and beer that's just a perfect thing. Oh yeah, so. absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, we're still into barbecue. Yeah. Big time. Yeah. But we don't do the competitions anymore. I, no. Who has time? No. For sure. Especially there's more, I feel, feel there's more and more, like the scene in Montreal, there was barely anything at one point, and now they're all over the place. Yeah. So it's yeah. crazy. Uh, but speaking of the beer portion, you brought me out some beers to try here. What are we going to be starting with? Uh, so the first one is, uh, it's called Goats Climbing Trees. Okay. It is a Czech Pills. Dry hopped. It's a okay. dry hop Czech Pills. Dry hopped this with cit- a little Citra after the, uh, the initial hop, so just mm-hmm. to add a little, uh, little extra. So What's the ABV on this? 4.2 or 2, 4.3. Light crushable. Like yeah. yeah. Awesome. As would you, gentlemen. A toss. Cheers. Cheers. Yeah. Barbecue beer. Yeah. Sitting yeah. down. Yeah. Nice, clean. Nothing, Throw something in the smoker. Crazy. Yeah. Have a few. Hopefully, I don't catch them in the smoker. <laughs> so. <laughs> the cook always got better the more you drank. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I might not have a palate anymore, but nah. <laughs> awesome. Full board, pretty unique name. Or is that, I mean, I'm guessing because of the, the barbecue stuff, but why? So yeah, why? part of the part of it was barbecue. Part, so okay. we were both in banking finance. Um, we went through a bunch of different names, you know, when we were trying to come up with uh, our team barbecue team name was Slow and Low, okay. and it was a cross cut of a pig, and we wanted to include that somehow into um, our name and logo. And um, our first brewery name was um, Flying Pig. The idea that. <laughs> 
we don't agree when pigs fly. Kind of thing. <laughs> yep. And the pig was going to be a piggy bank because we came from finance. Um, but yeah, I went to a beer bar one day in Washington, D.C., and I opened up the menu, and there was like nine flying animal breweries. So yeah. I'm like, you know what? Maybe, maybe we got to go a different route. Yeah. So we started playing around. Eric found some reference to Mocus who is the Celtic god of the boar hunt. Okay. Um, I said, no, we are yeah. not calling ourselves Mocus. Mocus was a little But then we kind of got focused on boar okay. um, and started playing around with that. And we went with full boar because we really, this really happened fast. We had our first conversation in, I think it was March 1st of 2015. I got a phone call from him, real serious. Like we, we, I want to you know, meet you for a beer. I want to talk to you about something. <laughs> All right. Oh boy, who's pregnant? You did what with my wife? So he, yeah, we, we went to a bar and had a beer. And he's like, I want to open a brewery. And I want you to be my partner. And I'm like, what the hell do we know about opening a brewery? <laughs> Nothing. Um, but I'm like, sure, why not? Because in my mind, I figured we'd spend six to eight months sitting around, getting out of work early, having beers, talking about opening a brewery, and then, you know. I, I always need another reason to go drink somewhere. Um, Little but, did he know we'd be signing a lease. Yeah, so we signed a <laughs> lease. Three months later. Yeah, in June of 2015. Yeah. Wow. Um, and we were open in less than a year. So we opened June of 2016. Um, so we went full bore. How was New York State with kind of allowing you guys a little freedom of pickup for food or beer and then creating the patio? Like, how? During COVID? Yeah, during COVID. Um, New York State was great. Okay. I mean, they, they had some silly rules like everybody else that you had to serve food with your beer. Um, because of our license as a manufacturer, though, we were able to get by with charging for bags of chips or things like that. So yeah. it, it wasn't, for us, it wasn't that difficult yeah. uh, of a problem. But um, we were allowed throughout the pandemic to do takeout beer for okay. the most part. Yeah. I don't know that. I don't know how long we were actually closed. We were closed if, from uh, March 16th to June 15th. Yeah. So, um, so that during that time, we could only do to-go beer. So mm -hmm, we right. did Crowlers, Growlers. Um, we started canning at that point, and that's really what kind of pushed us into canning because we needed to find any way we possibly could to get beer out the door. Yeah. Right. Uh, all in all, though, like getting together and deciding like full bores happening, what were some roadblocks and difficulties you guys ran into prior to everything happening? You know, honestly, not many. Okay. We, it was pretty smooth. I mean, our, our licensing went smooth. The village north Syracuse um, really didn't have, give us any problems setting up. Uh, we had to change some zoning with the county and more. That was more just waiting. Okay. Um, you know, they, the, the county zoning board met like once a month. So you had to wait until they met to rule on it. Same thing with the village. You know, they meet codes once a month. Mm -hmm. But right. yeah, we, we got lucky. Because we've heard some horror stories from different breweries, especially in, in parts of Syracuse, where permitting and just things, we, we kind of sailed through it. I mean, we could have opened sooner, just we were working full-time jobs, and yeah. it was nights right. and weekends. We pretty much did everything ourselves in here, except for um, the plumbing, the, the electrical, electrical. Yeah. Um, and drywall. Yeah. That's things that would like to kill me. So. And you mentioned, though, you do have a full-time brewer now. Yeah, so that was one of the things. So, man, did we not know what we were doing when we started. That was our biggest roadblock, okay. uh, was brewing. Yeah. I mean, we went from brewing in our garage. We have pictures that pop up on my phone all the time of my feet <laughs> staring at a turkey kettle right. uh, with his feet next to it. I was it really was there more just to drink the beer. Um, yeah. 
finish off last batch um, before the new batch. I guess in the snow to try and cold crash it. To yeah, <laughs> and, and to, to scale up from five or ten gallons that yeah, you're there was a learning in your front curve. yard to, you know, 93 and a half gallons or whatever yeah. we're at. Um, was, was a big, was, was a big step. And, mm -hmm. and it's also, it's, it's, you know, if we wanted to put out a good quality product and it's really hard to dump 93 gallons of beer yeah. down the drain when you're just opened and you have to pay your rent. And, yeah. um, so, uh, that was our biggest roadblock. And, and we found that I was the, the head brewer, yeah. uh, to start. But to try to brew and work in the tap room and do all the other things that we had to do as owners um, just didn't make a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. um, well, we couldn't keep up. I mean, yeah. the, we, we have 16 taps, um, and Facebook memory shows me all the time when we would have two of our beers on tap because, yeah. you know, for whatever reason. Um, we brew three times a week uh, to keep up. We're generally putting on a couple new beers every week. We cycle through. A lot of different styles and beers. I like a lot of variety. I always like variety when I go into a brewery. Mm -hmm. We've made 180 different beers over the six years that we've been open. Mm -hmm. Wow. Um, some of them will never see the light of day. Yeah, again. most of them will never see the light of day. <laughs> Others um, are, you know, like, oh my God, I forgot all about it. Somebody remind me, Imperial Sin. We do an Imperial Oatmeal Stout with cinnamon. And we do it yeah. every year, and I completely forgot about it in our brew schedule this year. Yeah. But like, when's that coming out? I'm like, oh, damn. Maybe in February. <laughs> I mean, you mentioned it from the sound of it, like locals, the locals really stepped up and were coming by during the pandemic and they're like, yeah, yeah, like, oh, oh instead of my regular six, I'm going to get 12 today. Our, our, our regulars, um, our mug club members, we had a great amount of support. Friends, family, everybody was really trying to, um, make sure we stuck around. Cause right. I mean, I remember in January when I heard that like Wuhan had shut down in China yeah. and like, you know, Eric, they just shut a whole city down in, in right. China. Yeah. Like what happens if it pops over here? Like what the You're hell like, are we ah, going to nope. do? We're not, it's not going <laughs> to, it's not going to And happen. when you heard about it in January, there was a good chance it was already here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it, it is what it is. And, um, as long as guys like yourselves are still producing great local products and supporting local businesses and you have a mug club, I'm assuming you also do a lot of charity work as well. Absolutely. So we do, um, we've, We've had a few different charities that we support. I mean, you want to give back to your community mm -hmm. as much as possible, as much as you can afford. Yeah. Um, but it's important. Yeah, you can't give to every charity. Yeah, for sure. You know, I mean, we, had, we, have, we have so many requests for donations. And so we try to, we try to pinpoint the, the charities that we really want to make a difference in, and we hit those um, as, as, as much as we can. Right. Um, so something that might mean, we, we brewed a couple beers. Um, we do one for Griffin's Guardians, which is a childhood cancer charity. We okay. brewed uh, a beer called Griffin's Golden Ale, or proceeds from the sale of that went to the charity. Um, we have it on tap right now, a beer called Real Convo, um, to benefit the American Suicide Prevention mm -hmm. um, Organization. Mm -hmm. Proceeds from that will go to them. So kind of pick and choose things <laughs> that, that we want to impact. Yeah. No, you can't bankrupt yourself trying to support charities, right? No. It's, it's unrealistic. Uh, speaking of the Mug Club, what made you guys decide to have a Mug Club? You know, I don't, we had conversations about Mug Club. I yeah. just thought it would be something fun um, and a way for, because people like to have something that shows that they belong. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, I also think we learned over the first couple of years that I, I know personally coming into the brewery, I didn't ever think of a brewery as a local hangout spot for yeah. people. You'd think people would come in, they'd have a flight, fill a growler, and then leave. Mm -hmm. Well, we developed you know, just a group of regulars, uh, and they grew from five regulars to 10 regulars to all of a sudden 50 people would yeah. come in on a, on a, uh, regular basis. And, and with the mug club, we get to, you know, 
obviously they sign up for it and they pay for it. Yeah. They, they, they feel like they're part of the program. And they are 100%. And they're some of our, our greatest advocates yeah. out there and will promote us yeah. um, to their friends. Without the Mug Club uh, in our regulars, I, we would be closed by now. Uh, there's, no, there's no doubt that. You know, that's important. Uh, what's beer number two I got here? Okay, so beer number two is called I Am The King. Okay. It is a double dry hopped, double IPA. Um, so we do a fantasy football league here at Full Bore, and the winner every year gets to name a beer. Okay. So this, is, this came from Zach Marchant, who won two years ago. Okay. And if you ever saw Game of Thrones, there's a part where King Joffrey says, I am the king. Yeah. So that's when he won. That's, right. that's what he texted me. As you do. Cheers. Cheers. And you're gonna. Oh, I don't yeah. remember what's in this one, but there's so, so there's many hops. there's five hops. We Ooh. have uh, Cascade, Centennial are the base New York hops, but then we're we're looking. I think there's Ariana. There's a little Citra, Motueka, I believe. Okay. Yeah. Because like for my pot, I'm definitely getting the Citra. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, this is incredibly balanced, though. It's not like a crazy hot bomb, no. which a lot of people, you know, as much as I love Alchemist, I prefer something over this, but I will still pound back a couple of Alchemist beers, no sure. problem. It's, um, you know, I like to spread the love. And right. whenever I, that was a frustrating part for myself as a beer drinker. It's like, what do you mean I can't go to Vermont or New York State for beer anymore? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, but I can, also, I can support everybody at the same time. There's a touch of lactose yeah, in there, too. It's a little mm, lactose. Yeah. Getting body. Yeah. Uh, eight ish percent, I'm guessing. That's where you can tell a good brewer when he masks that like crazy alcohol and you're just like, what do you mean I'm drinking a bunch of 8% spears? That's why I'm drunk. <laughs> like, so, yeah, well, I mean, my sweet spot for, for ABV <laughs> is generally in that five and a half, six and yeah. a half range. So you'll probably find, you know, most of our IPAs are somewhere in that. We don't do a whole heck of a lot of doubles, no. triples, things like that. I mean, we have them. We always have a couple higher ABV beers on tap as part of our selection. But for ah. me personally, I, I like the kind of middle of the road. Yeah. This one's good, though. Yeah. A Every, soft no. feel. Everybody's different. We've got a friend who hates IPAs. Sure. Unless I bring an IPA with lactose and he loves them. I'm like, so where's going on here? Like, right. Yeah. Well, I mean, IPA so, mean, can mean so many different things. Yeah. You know, the days of the, you know, overhopped uh, English yeah. dry IPAs, I mean, Go to a store and try and find an English IPA. Yes. Right. That's, yeah. You guys have some pretty unique beer names and uh, some very adventurous labeling from what I can <laughs> see. What had that all come about? Is this kind of just throw darts at board or? Um, yeah. So, <laughs> like goats climbing trees, we, my wife and I and another couple were up in Lake Placid, and um, Steve was like, How do I name a beer? I'm like, Come up with something fun and interesting and we'll use it. So uh, during the night, he started talking about how they're in, I think, Tunisia, there's goats that climb trees. I'm like, I don't believe you. <laughs> <laughs> like, go on the internet, yeah. and there it is, goats yeah. climbing trees. Yeah. So I'm like, you know what? That's a great beer name. Um, I don't know. Just try yeah, to have the, fun the, with it. The okay. names are, um, it's always a little bit of an adventure to mm-hmm. come up with a name. Um, what about plus, Statesman, Eric? How did we get that name? Well, Statesman, I, I went to... Uh, <laughs> I went to uh, a college called Hobart College in Geneva, New York, okay. where I played lacrosse, and there were the, the Hobart State. Okay. So the number on the can is my uh, which is Jersey my college it. number. We are actually in the process of trying to figure out how to get more into distribution, mm-hmm. and that's going to be one of our one of our flagship yep. beers that we're putting out. You have to ship it out to Canada. Lacrosse is our second national sport. Yeah, we have a lot so. of uh, a lot of Canadians uh, that came down to the U.S. And, yeah. Uh, I played against a lot of tonic. <laughs> yeah. 
Do you guys get a lot of Canadian visitors here in Syracuse, do you find? Sure. Yeah. Yes, I, I mean, more now, of course, uh, you had about two years where you yeah, didn't see yeah, any. Yeah, right. Um, yeah. But sure, yeah. I know uh, the brewery by the mall, um, they get a ton. Yeah. I think he said that's, uh, other than Syracuse, the Canadian customers are their biggest, their biggest customers. Yeah, it's funny when we were finally allowed back to the U.S., well, <laughs> health-wise, we're allowed back into the U.S., and it's like, go to Vermont, and I'm like, hey, what's it like getting Canadians again? Like, I never thought I'd miss the French accent. Right. <laughs> it's, um, it's nice to, to be able to come back and forth and stuff again. I'm personally a big fan of, you know, New York State and Vermont State beers. So mm -hmm. it's, it's nice to be able to get them and bring back what I'm legally allowed to after 48 hours without a border guard pulling me over and searching my car. So. <laughs> Fantastic. Have you guys done many collabs with uh, any other breweries or restaurants or local? Yeah. Uh, we've done a few. I mean, Buried Acorn, um, we did a collaboration with them on a beer called 1000 Tiny Michael Jackson's Breakdancing in My Mouth. Mm -hmm. Belgian Blondale. Yeah. Um, I did not name that beer. That was all Tim. <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, some of my, like, I like the co collaborations where every brew basically takes the same beer, makes a recipe, mm -hmm. and then, like, you'll get people that want to go and try all the beers at the different places to yeah. see how everyone's Everybody's yeah. beer is a little different. Um, I think those are fun. We did, um, we've done a couple with all the breweries in Syracuse. One was called Autonomous Collective. Um, Old Monty Python, uh, Holy Grail <laughs> reference, and uh, yeah, it's fun. I mean, it's fun to get mm -hmm. together because a lot of times, we, you know, you see guys at, at Brewfest and things like that. But otherwise, we're just so focused on keep the doing going. what we're doing yeah, yeah. that you know, it's it's rare for us to all get together. Right. Well, we've done uh, a collaboration with Middle Ages. Yeah. I think is the one of the original breweries in Syracuse. Uh, they've become pretty good friends with us. Um, We've done Stout Beard. We've done a couple. Sure. They're a tiny little brewery that's actually closed right now, but reopening in a couple of weeks. Okay. Right over in Liverpool. Bigger, bigger place, I'm guessing. Uh, bigger place, nicer place. That's, he was yeah. in a building that had to he had to transition out of that oh. building, and it's it's been a mess yeah. for him the last couple of years. But he's kind of regrouped, and um, you know, he's reopening. I believe mm -hmm. soft opening Wednesday, Wednesday reopening yeah. the following Wednesday. That's good. Um, See. So, kept it going despite all the difficulties, right? And yeah. you guys did too, despite, you know, we didn't have a patio now. Right. They we, let us have yeah. one, so. We have a pig pen. We yeah. don't have a patio. We, yeah, <laughs> yeah, we call it the pig pen. Yeah. Amazing. Um, so we're, we're just coming off the Syracuse, or the New York State Craft Brewers Festival yep. in Syracuse. Um, how is that association help you guys? Uh, so lobbying, really. I mm -hmm. mean, they are our voice in Albany. Um, they've helped pass uh, legislation that is beneficial to to the brewers, um, case in point, like back in um, pre 2012, uh, breweries could not serve flights or pints. You couldn't sell. You could do free tastings and then sell beer to go, which really forced breweries to be a production That's... commercial brewery. <laughs> um, you didn't have places like this. I think there was, like there was 47 two. or 60 breweries in New York State. Yeah, there were only two in Syracuse. Yeah. Um, 2012, they passed the Farm Brewery Act which allows us to charge for flights and pints and basically open up tap rooms okay. um, and cash flow your business that way. We're a three barrel brew house. I mean, we're tiny in comparison, um, but without the ability to do this, there's no way we would have been able to get going. Yeah, so they're clearly very supportive. Uh, how did it feel like, I guess, to after the last two years of having either toned down or not really a festival at all, like having it back and, and big? Oh. I, I thought the turnout last night was fantastic. Yeah. Um, 
He's got the hangover to show yes. how, how he feels about it. He uh, it was that fourteen yeah. percent barley. Wine. Yeah, I I had to drive him home. Yeah. Um, well, that last, was the plan. Well, last times. night was. Uh, I know they sold out last night, which I know last year they had a, a scaled down version, mm-hmm. and the year before they didn't have any. But I know they had they sold out yesterday, and and you could tell it was great to have everybody back turnout. out. Um, and it's always great to have all New York breweries, mm-hmm. which is, you know, this yeah. festival is all New York, um, and everybody knows each other. It's, oh, it's we almost, we, I mean, we ran out of our porter, and we almost ran out of the, the IPA, so, yeah. I mean, so when you can unload all your beer at a festival, it's yeah. a good thing. Do you find it helps getting new eyes on you guys? Like sure. Like, people who are, let's say, from Buffalo who don't really travel to Syracuse sure. all of a sudden, they're like, whoa. Because I, I understand it hops locations, it's in Albany, it's in so Buffalo. So they, they have in... one in, I think, four different cities. Buffalo, okay. Albany, Syracuse, and then somewhere downstate. I'm not, I don't yeah, know if it's Long Island or, I, I think it's at Belmont, actually. Is it? Race track. Yeah. You get to ride horses if you drink. <laughs> Everybody's drunk trying to ride <laughs> these championship million dollar horses. <laughs> no, I mean, we were there, you know, last night and everybody seemed great and respectful. This girl walking around in a birthday sash and everybody's sang her happy birthday. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, I feel generally craft beer helps bring people together. And yeah. I don't know if you guys have ever had a fight. I'm sure you had, but it's kind of rarer here. Than it would be at a big bar like I, a, a bar downtown or something. So we've never, never had a fight. Never here. had a fight. I've never. I've had to cut people off. Okay. Yeah. I've thrown one person out. Yeah. And that's in six years. So, so I'm sure that's right. like, I, I never been a problem. Statistically, yeah. that's yeah, that's amazing. So I mean, we close at ten, so you know, we we that limit the out some right. of the yeah. There's no shots. So all the things that cause problems. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you guys aren't fully licensed, right? You, or do you have hard alcohol as well? So for, like, we are. Cocktails? We're licensed uh, to sell New York labeled products. So okay. we could have spirits. We choose not to at this okay. point in time. Um, we sell our beer. Um, we sell New York um, ciders mm-hmm. and wine. Okay. So like we carry um, Aware Wineries Vineyards uh, okay. wine cool. here and 1911 ciders and a couple other different. Uh, I usually like to ask this, so because you know craft beer is still new to some people. Uh, you get the classic Bud Molson, the Bat Blues, your Canada drinker in. I'm assuming the Pilsner is the gateway beer? Pilsner, or we also do a light lager. Okay. Um, yeah. That's generally, you know, like I, I had an old timer come in the other day and he's like, what do you got that tastes like beer? Yeah. So I'm like, beer wow. Well, like they beer. all taste <laughs> like beer. <laughs> yeah. But uh, why don't we start with these two? And that's generally what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, I run the tap room, and usually when somebody comes in with that question, I'll either ask, you know, well, what do you drink on a you know, what's your normal beer? Mm-hmm. And that tells me, okay, which direction I'm going. And then I'll give them a couple samples of what's closest to that. And yeah. that usually takes care of it. Do you, do you, have you seen that, like, the switch change so on I've, people? I, it, you know, we've been open six years now. So I've definitely seen people that were Blondale only that are now drinking, you know, Stouts IPAs. And they've, their palate's changed or they've, they've had the ability to try different mm-hmm. things. And... Yeah. I think a lot of our, not maybe not a lot, but a, a good percentage of our mug club uh, people or their spouses started to come in and they were either ordering wine or a Blondale or we didn't have the Pilsner when we first started, mm-hmm. but, um, and they've graduated up. Now, and we, I mean, and we've also seen the people that were hazy IPAs only and now they've gone back to like, I, what do you, you know, they'll drink our Schwartz beer because mm-hmm. they, they just want something. Right. Yeah. yeah I'm, a, I'm a huge, naturally, I'm a huge fan of lagers. So, and I know there's no hiding imperfections in a lager. Sure. Right. So that's when you go to a brewery and you get that right lager, you're like, all their beers are going to be 
on point. Fantastic. Right. There's no question about it. Yeah. Especially like the malt profile. It's just a pain in the butt. And like, you know, we've hung out with a couple of home brewers, which is where you guys started. And it's like, I'm just watching them try to brew. I'm like, I don't have the time for the patience. Right. You know, I would be a front house like yourself, but I would hire a brewer. I would just come up with names and stuff mm-hmm. <laughs> if I ever owned a brewery. That's so. pretty much what I do. <laughs> yeah. And don't let me near the tanks. Yeah. Uh, friends in the area to try. I come. So I'm clearly from out of town, Montreal. Sure. Come here, drink a bunch of your beers, buy some cans. Friends in the area, go check it. So if you're looking for you know, restaurants, things like that, um, Angry Garlic out in Baldenfield's got a great tap lineup. They support yeah. local breweries mm-hmm. um, and their food is fantastic. Brick and Brew, right Brick down the road. Okay. They make their house beer for them. Yep. Uh, they have really good burgers. Yeah, and, they're on their brick oven pizzas. And pizzas. I like pizzas. Yeah. Um, fantastic stuff. Um, you know, other like beer bars, Hop Spot, uh, we, we, we bring a lot down to them. Other breweries. Um, well, I know, like Buried Acorn. I like. Buried Acorn, Middle Ages, um, Stout Beard, um, Freight Yard. If you go to Freight Yard, you can get some of our beers because cool. they, they serve a lot of our beers. Um, they got a neat location too. Um, but you know, really, any of the local breweries are—we're friends with almost all of them. Yeah, uh, we know them all. We used to actually meet every month as a group. The owners and brewers would meet um, just to discuss what's going on in the industry mm-hmm. and what's working and what's not working. And and we've always thought that um, if one of our breweries in Syracuse could get really, really big. And generate a lot of hype mm-hmm. that will help all of us. Yeah. So if we could help that, uh, yeah, if I it mean, was us, that'd be great. But if not, <laughs> um, you know. Yeah. Uh, but if if anyway, if there, you know, if we we all the time, if we're short a bag of grain, mm-hmm. or we need yeast, or uh, yeah, we need some hops. You know, we I can call Isaac in Middle Ages and say, hey, you know, can I borrow a bag of grain? Or, yeah. or you know, we're out of crystal malts, dude. I need help. <laughs> yeah. So I'm assuming he calls. I'm out of these hops here. Go. So. Yep. So um, we we share information. We share ingredients. Mm-hmm. Um, they're they're one of his guys is fixing a couple of our pumps right now because that's a necessity and we're short <laughs> pumps. Um, yeah. So uh, you know it's it's amazing how supportive the industry yeah. is. And even though we compete with each other, you know we still support every everybody supports everybody. You kind of have that coaster poster on the wall right there. Support yeah. local brewing. And so yeah. You know it's right there. It's support your local guy. So and as I mentioned, this. No question about it. It should have been, you guys should have been doing it all along. Sure. So uh, it's always good to hear. Uh, what's this next beer we got here? So the next beer is called Just a Porter. Okay. And it is Just a Porter. Yeah. I believe I had this at the festival last I had a few beers at the festival last night, so keeping track was a little difficult. Yeah, so we served this at the festival last night. We served uh, the previous IPA mm-hmm. at the festival last night, too. Awesome. But, but it seems like every porter has something sure. in it. Yeah. Yeah. So um, we, we make a chocolate peanut butter porter that um, is one of our most popular beers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't care for it mm-hmm. because of the peanut butter aspect of it. Um, and we have, always have it on tap. And I try not to duplicate too many different styles. Um, so we never have just a base porter on. Mm-hmm. And I love the base porter. Yeah. This is my beer. <laughs> uh, I, I enjoy the wild ones. There's uh, one out of um, Friends of the Show out of Berry, Ontario, Flying Monkeys. They make a triple chocolate uh, yearly stout, okay, and I'm like, it's drinking chocolate milk. It's drinking alkalized chocolate milk at 10, percent and that's why I share it with my friends. Uh, <laughs> just pounding back a magnum of 10 percent beer 
I end up falling asleep on yeah. my floor. Mm -hmm. So it's, I mean, um, I, I tend to like the lighter dryer. There, there is a, um, a brewery in Auburn called Prison City, mm -hmm. and their brewer makes um, a beer called Puff Puff Ship, and it's brewed with cocoa puffs, and it is literally like drinking the the milk in the cereal bowl when, yeah. the, cereal, when the cereal's all gone. Um, it's so, so sweet. So like eight ounces is about the the most I could take, but you know, that's really good. Yeah. Those are one of the weird. There's some weird. I mean, it's fun to make weird beers. And, mm -hmm. I'm a basic dude. I mean, why not be adventurous? Like, that's the reason that we're visiting breweries is I like to see the creations, the wild creations some of you guys create right. that I'm never going to get back home or even with the home brewer I know, you mm -hmm. know. There's only so much he can make. Like, you guys started in your, you said, literally Gatorade containers and a yep. turkey roaster yep. to where you are now and having a clearly brewer to help out is, uh, is a huge thing. So. Yep. Uh, I like to ask this now. I, I usually have to add this caveat. Somehow, magically, two weeks opens up, and you could take a beercation you've never taken before. Where are you going? Yeah, I mean, I really want to get to Oktoberfest, which, I mean, you know, Mars and Styles are one of my favorites, but I just think that would be a hell of a lot. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I, I like, I like travel. Whenever I travel, we go to breweries. My, mm -hmm. my wife doesn't drink beer, so <laughs> she's fantastic. There's the geese. <laughs> <laughs> she, she carts me around, but yeah. yeah. I don't. I would go anywhere. Mm -hmm. I'd like to head out to California too, and, and you know, drink yeah. some West Coast IPAs, yeah. and you know, just tour around, see what they're doing out there. I mean, it's, it's kind of strange. You know, I don't travel a ton, but if you go to different, just different states, mm -hmm. everything's a little different. You know, you can go to maybe Cleveland, Ohio, and you're not going to find a lot of New England IPAs. Yeah. Um, so it's it's interesting to see the difference in, in brewing styles all over. But I would I would go to California if I couldn't go to Germany. Yeah, Colorado, yeah. Colorado. That's the GABFs there, right? The Great, yeah, yeah. Uh, Great American Beer Festival. Yeah. Yeah. I almost said Great Ontario Beer Festival. I'm like, no, no, that's that's in Toronto. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, I forgot to ask this before. Uh, any future collaborations you guys would love to do that you never really thought about doing? In let's say the time opens up, you can make to another state. Or uh, there was a collab done via zoom with five breweries in ontario like if you could just collab with kind of anybody who would that be so uh, we were just just talking about this uh my one of my first craft beers i ever had back in the 90s was pete's wicked ale okay pete wicked ale unfortunately they are no longer in business but right. it would be fantastic if pete could find us and <laughs> brew a beer with us because that was you know definitely one of the beers that got me out of drinking you know macro lagers and pilsners and mm -hmm. i love that beer yeah. Uh, well, there's a, there's a couple breweries. There's one that, you know, the theme is kind of similar to ours. It's called uh, Butternuts. Oh, they yeah. make a beer called Pork Slap. Yeah, yeah. We yeah. actually tried it. We spoke with them yesterday. We used to bring to our barbecue yeah, competition the yeah. little cans because it had a pig on it. There's pictures of us somewhere yeah. showing, you know, like with a can um, of Pork Slap in our hands. So I think that makes sense for us to do a collaboration with them. Yeah. It's funny because you mentioned the pig thing. There's Prohibition Pig in Vermont. There's now Speckled Pig in the Saratoga Boston Spa area of New yeah. York. So clearly, pigs have something definitely to do with beer. <laughs> so you know the uh, what was it? Uh, it was like some movie. I think it was the Sherlock Holmes with Robert Downey Jr. Like they fermented a poison inside pigs. I'm like, okay, I know they have lots of uses, but generally for me, it's pork chops and bacon. Right? We so. we try not to kill people with our beer. Yeah. yeah. So no, far, no, I don't no. think we have. <laughs> not that we know of. No yeah. one's reported back. <laughs> Well, I mean, even then, you know, 
like you said, you only have to throw one guy once out ever. Yeah. I'm sure when you see somebody like kind of questionably walking around, it's like, uh, take an Uber tonight, buddy. Like, don't yeah. drive. There's oh, I mean, no we've, yeah, I, I called cabs for people. We took the keys away from a guy. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's, he's driven people home. Yeah. You know, himself. I mean, you need to repeat customers, right? Last, yeah. the last thing is, you know, oh, he's wearing a full board t-shirt and he got into, caused a massive call. Yeah. <laughs> so then that's just negative, yeah. negative stuff. Whereas, you know, you're very supportive of your local community and you want your local community to keep coming back no matter what. Yeah. So. I mean, I mean we, we care about our customers. Yeah. I mean, without them, we're nothing. Right. What's this last beer we got here? All right, so la the last one's a big one. This is, um, it's called Imperatoria Tenebris Victoria. ITV. <laughs> yeah, we call we, it ITV. Okay. So we make a, we make a, um, a base oatmeal stout called Dark Victory. Mm -hmm. um, and when we decided to make an imperial version of that, um, trying to figure out a name, I'm like, well, I'll just, I don't want to call it Imperial Dark Victory because that's boring. <laughs> so I translated it to Latin. Okay. So Imperial Dark Victory is... Territoria Tenebrius. Tenebrius Victoria. Awesome. Cheers. Cheers. This is one of my favorite beers as well. Awesome. 11%-ish uh, as an Imperial. Eight, seven, eight, eight nine. That's not bad. So on a three-barrel system, if we want any kind of yield, we really yeah. can't hit those 10, 11 percenters. That's dangerous. That's because you do not taste that 8%. Yeah. If we, want, if we wanted to brew an 11%, we'd probably yield um, half probably half batch and mm, it just yeah. doesn't make a lot of sense for us wow. to um yeah we but, are i mean we are doing a um we're doing an imperial we're shooting for about 10 percent mm. um for christmas it's called strip mall santa <laughs> and it's uh <laughs> we're Wait in a strip mall label. <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> it's <laughs> nutmeg uh cinnamon vanilla and then we're aging it on cranberries wow yeah so yeah I have to come back after the holidays to try and get one. <laughs> yeah, we just so. just finished that label up this morning. Actually, yeah, we got yeah, it's, it's not, well, it's not, well, it's not we done. We have to do the, the uh, description. You guys use a local company to print all your labels and stuff. So, um, well, our graphic designer is a postman by day. Okay, and yep. he does all of our graphics for us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, his, uh, his name's Rich Corliss. He uh, he's a friend of my wife's from high school, um, and he's a. a a mailman in Liverpool, and he came in the first couple, one of the first couple weeks, right? Yeah. Right out of the gate, and he's like, "Hey, he submitted a beer label to some brewery in Pennsylvania at one point, and said, and they used his design, and, uh, and some of the stuff that he comes up with is there's all kinds of hidden things yeah. on these labels, right? That's awesome. That uh, you know, yeah, so you like don't the, see. The, I am really the king. Looking. Can is my cat. <laughs> is the uh, because he is the king of the house, and then my son, my son who won the fancy football, like his his face is on the side. Uh, the game night is another uh, fancy football winner, and uh, Josh, his face is one of the puzzle pieces. Mm -hmm. hey, you yeah. try to have some fun with yeah, it, yeah. you know. Can't I mean, take and yourself you seriously too much. Host a bunch of events too, you know. There's beer release nights, there's mm -hmm. trivia nights. It's uh, clearly it's get people in to enjoy themselves. Yeah, a couple of yeah. tasty adult beverages, and do live music. Yeah. Um, we did a commissioned beer for some of our Mug Club members called Tropic Thunder. It is a pineapple mango pilsner coming out Tuesday. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's actually... It's surprisingly uh, delicious. It, it doesn't sound like it would bad. be good, yeah. but it's, it's actually not bad. Loosely based on the movie, I'm guessing. So yeah, uh, these two guys were down in Key West, and they picked up the nicknames Tropic and Thunder. 
So oh. he wanted a beer, and the beer, I don't have the beer can label with me, but it's, uh, um, it's the portrait from Step Brothers okay. with Will Ferrell and yeah. um, the other dude. It's hilarious. That's great. So, but uh, we like to have fun. Uh, for a the full bore brand, what's what's next? Oh, good question. So we yeah. are we are looking at how we can um, get our beer out into the marketplace more. It's tough to do in a three barrel system. Mm -hmm. We basically make enough beer for the tap room and maybe five or six different accounts. Canning, you know, we have a canning line, but most of the packaging goes out the door from inside. So um, we're looking at possibly contract brewing with some of the other larger breweries one or two brands, and then pushing it out. Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, we've got some other ideas popping around, but... I mean, just trying to get beer on shelves, right? Right. So, uh, you know, there's Plattsburgh's right next to Montreal, so Plattsburgh Craft Beer Cabin. Oh, there's all the New York State beers that I can yep. grab, you know. Yeah. Usually it's Evil Twin, because that's pretty much they dominate that entire thing. Okay. But right. it's, uh, there's a lot of good beer in New York State. There's a lot of good beer in Vermont. There's a lot of good beer in Ontario. There's a lot of good beer in Quebec, you know. Right. Four, these four kind of all adjoining states and yep. provinces. There's That's good beer. almost one of the problems with yeah. distribution is that there's so much good beer that you have to stand out somehow. Mm -hmm. So we're working on um, with a couple of the bigger local breweries on how, if they contract for us, where are we going to put it? Um, we don't want to end up in a big supermarket yeah. amongst all the other cans. I mean, there's a thousand cans there. Yeah. Our labels might stick out, but, mm -hmm. um, you know, so we need to grow in order to, you know, to make this thing, you know, continue on. So yeah. we're working on some things. We also need a bigger pig pen, you know, I mean, it's nice well, and that's, everything. You know, the industry has changed since 2016. So when we opened, we were one of six breweries in central New York. And at that point in time, tap rooms were small. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, you know, it was the old idea. People would come in, do a flight, grab some beers to go, and that was how it worked. Yeah. Bigger tap rooms, more events, more activities on site, because the way you make more money is by selling. Your mm -hmm. margins are so much better in the tap rooms. Right. And then COVID hits, and it's more about um, your outdoor space. Outdoor seating. Um, which wasn't, I mean, that's, we didn't really look at that when we were looking for a tap room. So, yeah. um, you know, we have kicked around ideas for a second tap room somewhere with more green space, mm -hmm. ability to have different activities. And I mean, you guys sound pretty ambitious, possibly another tap room or let's say the guy next door leaves, <laughs> knock down the wall <laughs> type right. of thing. Uh, <laughs> you I mean, know. you've always kind of been got to looking five steps ahead. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, the industry's going to change again. Yeah. Where's it going? How's it going to change? Um, you yeah, know, we were, we were looking at the demographic at the, in the, um, at the brew festival last night mm -hmm. and the, you know, the, the age group, and it was definitely a 30 and above crowd. Yeah. I'm, I'm 43. So yeah. <laughs> it's uh yeah, I think 30 dinner. might be even be a stretch. Yeah. I think it was a 40, yeah. my 30s 40 were a long, to long time ago, 60 yeah. range. So there's a whole demographic of kids, 21 to mm -hmm. right, 35. How do we get them into craft beer that are only drinking seltzers? Yeah, I'm, um, I've got a 19, so legal drinking age in Quebec is 18, 19 in the rest of Canada. I have a nephew who loves hard seltzers. I'm like, no, dude. <laughs> right. no. But then there's some breweries that make hard seltzers, so I'm like, oh, I can't tell them no because some places make them. You know, the smoothie sour train's going crazy right now. That, right. To me, that's would be a young person's yep. Oh, yeah, sours, choice, so. uh, sours are definitely 
something you have to have in your lineup. Mm. Um, when we were researching breweries in 2015, we went to a brewery and uh, the only beers they had left were sours. And I had one and I'm like, I, I don't know how this place is going to stay open if this is the beer they're serving. And yeah, it shows what I know. Yeah. They're one of the most popular breweries <laughs> in New York State and have won plenty of awards. But I will say that my palate's changed. I drink sours now mm -hmm. more so than I ever have before. It's definitely not my go-to beer. Yeah. I'm not going to start my day with a sour, but yeah, I don't mind them. I think the whole industry is shifting too. Um, the young kids are drinking sours, and you know, they don't even really know what beer yeah. tastes yeah, yeah. like. And then us older guys that have been drinking IPAs, and I know I, I'm shifting back to pilsners, lagers, mm -hmm. um, you know, beer that tastes like beer, like, yeah. the, like the guy that comes in and says, "What do you have to taste like?" Yeah. Beer? Yeah, the beery beer, as uh, yeah. a friend said. Uh, amazing. Uh, guys, thank you very much today. Really, really appreciate you Our taking pleasure. time out of your Pleasure's clearly busy schedule to speak with us about Full Bore today um, and the festival last night. And definitely, like, it's to be checked out. New York State has some great breweries. Syracuse is only a couple hours away from Montreal and Toronto. So come on down. Guys. Easy trip. Uh, the borders, uh, borders loosened up. You don't yeah, have yeah. to arrive Canada any longer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I had no problem with it personally. I'm just like... Like, you fill it out? I'm like, I know it's on my passport, dude. You don't have to BS me anymore. <laughs> so, so for those who are looking for Full Bore, where can people find you guys? So Full Bore is located in North Syracuse, New York, uh, 628 uh, South Main Street. Website, social media. Oh, yeah, website. Uh, www.fullborebrew.com. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I don't run any of that. Somebody who knows what <laughs> right. they're doing does. <laughs> Who knows how long Thanks, Twitter Danny. Will be here. Yeah, yeah. That's why I have somebody behind the camera who runs all that stuff. So. Amazing. Uh, as for us, all of this is going to be in the show notes. Allbeerinside.com is the website. At allbeerinside on all social media, and as you say at the end of all episodes, drink craft, not craft.